0: I co-founded a tech consultancy and we started right at the beginning of the crash so uh, we, i sort of agreed to join this business um, to look after their sort of their sales and account management and um, you know it was desperately excited you know gonna join this you know really uh progressive team who've kind of already done it, done it before they sold their, their last business to accenture and thought we we're going to take over the world and then obviously lemon brothers crashed about sort of, three months later and I guess I had, I had the point I had nothing to lose. You know, I just thought, right, let's just go with this. You're at ground zero. Um, and I think because I have that as a, as a wonderful reference point, um, it doesn't fill me with as much dread, the concept of building my own business. Um, I know that it's possible. I know that I just need to go through the... I know that ultimately um, it's a process. Some of the sort of background to me wanting to build this business was my, I guess is grounded in my values really, is my deep belief in diversity. I really believe that women should be in more positions of power and empowerment. They need to be given opportunities that men were given. I think when people talk to you about post-no depression, I was like, oh, "I can't imagine people having that, you know, but it doesn't always happen how you hear it happens, and you don't realize there's different levels and there's different everyone has a different experience, and try to fit myself back into this life that no longer fit me, and I couldn't keep up <laughs> it's just are you asking the basic questions of don't look for health in obscurity you know look for it in are you sleeping are you resting are you eating to nourish your body are you educating yourself when it comes to your own needs are you looking after your mental health are you you know are you exercising consistency when you're in it you do not know how you're going to get out of it and you you cannot see the wood for the trees and it's only when you step away from it that you realize that there are other options and that you can you know you actually are you can better serve your the company that you work for you can better serve you know your family if you yourself put yourself and your health first
1: On episode three of the Pocket Mastermind podcast, we speak to Julia Colleran from Strong Ambition Method about her journey from launching a tech consultancy company during the 2008 financial crash into motherhood, postnatal depression, and corporate burnout. After discovering the benefits of strength training, good nutrition, and prioritizing rest, Julia launched Strong Ambition Method to support ambitious women in business avoid the same corporate burnout she had faced by leveraging the three core pillars of Strong Ambition Method, strength, rest, and nourishment. If you'd like to find out more about Julia and the Strong Ambition Method, go to strongambitionmethod.com. Welcome to the Pocket Mastermind podcast, Julia Colleran from Strong Ambition Method. Thank you.
0: Hello. Hi. 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 (laughs) I'm very excited to be here.
1: I'm very glad you could make it. Um, So tell us a bit about the Strong Ambition Method, what it is, what you do, who you work with.
0: So many things that I think influence any kind of startup and my journey i guess started 11 years ago 11 or 12 years ago i lose track of time um seems like yesterday really but it obviously is quite a long time ago i co-founded a tech consultancy and we started right at the beginning of the crash so uh i sort of agreed to join this business um to look after their sort of sales and account management and um you know it was desperately excited you know going to join this progressive team um who've kind of already done it it before they sold their their last business to accenture um thought we're going to take over the world and then obviously lemon brothers crashed about three months Mm -hmm. later and you know i guess i had at the point i had nothing to lose you know i just thought right let's just go with this and i think the fact that i have I think the fact that I have reference points of knowing that you can succeed in like the worst possible yeah. moment mm-hmm. of time it forces you to grow a lean business it teaches you how hard it can be it teaches you to you know cold call at the very beginning you know you are very much sort of you're at ground zero and I think because I have that as a, as a wonderful reference point, it doesn't fill me with as much dread, the concept of building my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's possible. I know that I just need to go through the motions. I know that ultimately it's a process. So even now I'm, it's still early days and I think it's still, yeah, there's still sort of nerve wracking elements mm-hmm. um, and things that I'm learning for a first. I know that I just need to sort of get to the next milestone and not kind of think of it as, like for example, doing this today, you know, let's just, let's just chip away at it. Mm-hmm. Let's not worry about the end goal, let's focus on the process. Um, and I think some of the sort of background to me wanting to build this business was my, I guess is, is I think it's grounded in my values really, is my deep belief in diversity. I really believe that women should be in more positions of power and empowerment. Um, they need to be given opportunities that men were given. Um, now, I'm not going to go, obviously, into the, you know, I'm going to just keep it on a very simple level. I'm not going to go into the Yeah, depth, we get the Talia started on the big one. You know, this is, <laughs> We might this, as well is, go out. Oh, this yeah. is something that's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you later. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it's another conversation we've yeah. had today. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You, you know, I know it seems very much on trend at the moment to talk about diversity, um, but for me, on a very simple level, it's just representing you know diverse groups in a company um, that are similar to what their customers look like you know so you can't have just a management team full of any particular one type of person um, that doesn't represent their customers Mm -hmm. so from a very simplistic point of view I just believe that it you know it is what is right and it is what what should be done now. And for me, I knew my business had to be grounded in that. Um, Now I sort of explored and went on a journey, you know, what is it exactly I want to do? What exactly, how do I want to best support women? How do I want to give them a fighting chance? How do I get, what practical ways can I help them in this journey to get to, you know, get, you know, like say more diversity, Mm -hmm. get them into more positions of power? Um, Like I said, it was a journey. I initially thought, you know, could I... Could I be career coaching? Could I be um, just asking those questions? You know, uh, could I be helping? You know, helping them with interview process, mm-hmm. just helping them get past that uh, initial kind of um, uh, sort of a gate. Um, and after sort of a long, I say a year, a year process of working with, um, I actually worked with an amazing lady, um, a business advisor who just helped me work through what was important to me um what uh what kind of and i hate the overuse of the word passion um i think passion is uh, you know so you know you hear passion all the time and i think uh, that's another thing i'll come through part that for now (laughs) but what is something that thrills me now my own journey with health and strong ambition method is ultimately a health and career method Mm -hmm. um but my journey with health has been something that again has just been plugging away at it for probably 15 years sort of plugging away constantly trying to improve my health um
1: was there a starting point of that that yeah, you can remember like so, a clear day that you suddenly i don't know you change your yeah, lifestyle or something. so
0: i think um yeah this is, that's an interesting question actually because it never really sort of it, it sort of just you know you you looking back in hindsight it seems like it was a oh it was very much this you know Mm -hmm. it was very much this point in time but of course at the time it's not necessarily that conscious you don't you you don't necessarily know that you're doing it but in my 20s um i never really knew what to sort of eat you know and i think if the first time the first sort of interest that, that comes up with women or the first thing you try and work with is 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 you try and lose weight i think this mm-hmm. is the first focus that women have from a very young age um is the focus on weight loss as opposed to you know which now strong ambition is about being strong so i guess my my first kind of understanding or self-education was weight watchers <laughs> um and did it a number of times i was you know i wouldn't buy any weight you know i don't really want to go off into saying you know I was overweight, but it was a lot to do with lifestyle. It was a lot to do with not, not being very educated, not knowing what to eat. Mm-hmm. And it does, you know, in your twenties, you can kind of get away with it. You don't really necessarily know, you know, you, it doesn't impact your energy. Yeah, You can just eat crap and you get away with it, don't you? Um, you did that, did you? <laughs> for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey,
1: he yeah. had me on his shoulder saying, you can't last forever. <laughs> it, didn't. it didn't. It doesn't.
2: he's a natural drop Speaking from there? experience. Yeah, though. of course I
3: was. I'm five years ahead of him, aren't I? So. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: Dave's always said he's a fat man white right, trying to get out. Yeah, <laughs>
2: and I can confirm that is true. <laughs> Sometimes I escape. <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely. Um, I think. Yeah. I think it's a. Are- it, it, I think a vanity aspect definitely is the first thing to kind of hit you which mm-hmm. sounds terrible to say but that's you know what well is. I think that's
1: what's in the media right everything is around magazines is lose weight you've got celebrities with diet tips or videos or yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all about weight rather than health
0: yeah absolutely and I do see a trend I believe you know we are ahead of the curve just about in, mm-hmm. in the, that that's changing and that's that's wonderful um, the real push on like you say the first focus was A and then you know B when you actually realise you can't because of energy you mm. can't actually turn up to your life with you know the energy that you need in order to be effective efficient you know and and and, and do a good job if you feel tired
2: mm-hmm. um, and certainly not if you're g- you know career driven and exactly. looking to go bigger roles and exactly. bigger challenges exactly
0: exactly um, and I think the second sort of wake-up call i had was um definitely being in the type of role that i was in there was a lot of sales you know you know with any new business or with any young business you know you're actively selling Mm. um there's events there's taking out clients um there's that you know there's that lifestyle so you do tend to eat a lot you know you know rich foods you are ultimately drinking too much mm-hmm. um and that was something that definitely impacted me um and it's something i've knocked on the head now um it doesn't it no longer serves me so for six months i have not drunk any alcohol oh, really yes
1: it's quite interesting i've been toying with this idea of curious whether yes. i uh, because i don't really drink very often occasionally the thing i would I'd miss is the odd pint down the pub. I've got obviously a, yeah. you walk past the pub there, <laughs> <laughs> it's a and I, yeah, I haven't it's been in thing. there this year. But I quite like the idea of being able to just go and have a mm. pint. And yeah. I haven't managed to get over the that thinking
3: yet. That's the but actually it's quite the easiest possible. thing that I gave up was the odd pint. That's easy for me. It was the big social. Night. Yeah, it was the more with my friends being yeah, out and having yeah. drinks yeah. than meeting to have one pint down the pub was the yeah. bit that I easily cut out. And so when I cut that out, mm. I didn't drink until I had a cup of glass of wine in February. And then this weekend I had a drink, and that's it for the whole year yeah. so far. But that was easily done by not drinking the odd pint.
2: I genuinely think if there was like, alcohol-free wine... I would be... And it was good. Yeah. yeah that's the, <laughs> yeah. <coughs> that's the, the problem. Gym now. A good, um, yeah, a Yeah, I've it tried that. Like I don't like it. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not a big drinker either. And, you know, it just... If, if there was another option. But there isn't really anything. And if you go to a pub or go out with friends, like there's nothing that isn't either filled with sugar like, or, yeah, and, ca- yeah. and or caffeine yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or alcohol there's not really much choice out there but I mean yeah definitely you start to realize that it, it does impact you yeah. sometimes more than the one day after so w-
0: yeah.
1: when you stopped was there a, was there a point that really kind of just was the final f- trigger or yeah. is it something we have been
3: building for a while
1: yeah
0: I guess um, I guess I was I'd always thought you know I saw I was the sort of person that um, I, mean, I know you know the first people the thing that people say is were you an alcoholic absolutely not was I dependent socially on booze? Mm-hmm. I think I'm an introvert. I think I can be shy initially. It would just it just softens that initial, you know, glass of wine mm-hmm. in hand softens that initial uh, spike of nerves when you go into a social situation. So I think there was an element of dare I say dependency. Um, that was probably more of a habit.
1: I think mm-hmm. yeah, where well, you grow up with that being the Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, right? it's that just this a learnt behaviour. I think for every pretty much everybody, unless obviously British you, wives, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I do see it changing. I, th- I see yeah. more. It's definitely more of a split, I would say. And there's yeah. more people, I think, that are drinking less often.
0: Depending on on the group of your friends, you know, the friends that you have, I think people are, you know, if you have quite sort of forward thinking friends, if you have people that are kind mm-hmm. of quite relaxed about you changing, yes. or let's say, you know, you. Um, evolving Mm -hmm. um as an individual they still want you to be around i think ultimately um they're very accepting of it and i think actually sometimes people are kind of more intrigued um and i think also it's it's a challenge for me to then put myself into the in those situations and still have a good time Mm -hmm. and i found that you know you're nervous to begin with and then you just
1: half an hour goes by and it's normal isn't it right exactly Um, and you
0: know and beauty about starting a health business is it pulls everything into uh-huh. question and you become totally accountable I mean I was you know I was fairly accountable anyway to myself and to others but um, it really does force you into you know those final last things mm-hmm. that you think are they really doing me any good yeah. are they serving me and I think also so basically to answer your question where I've gone I've done like a Billy Connolly and gone like all the way <laughs> around um, it, it, it was there a moment um, I'd always been curious um, I, but I think there was a moment when I'd gone out for my husband's birthday and it was just a civilised meal mm-hmm. and I'd had I decided to sort of top it off with a nice large glass of red wine and the next day um, I was deeply hungover um, and also having to look after my son and I just thought this I feel really bad. This mm. is I feel awful, but but also I'm telling him I'm sick. Yeah, you know, and I'm like it's, I'm not. It's sick. not just you it's suffering just self anymore. Yeah. yeah, this is self imposed sickness. So that was the moment I was like I'm done. So I sort of had a wedding to go to about a week later. I did one final, you know, all in, <laughs> and then and then said goodbye, and that was it. And I've not missed it. The other sort of clear, I guess realization of how, you know, how important health is, is is obviously when you lose it um, to a certain extent. So, been a couple of little points, and I I was rushing to get to a meeting with a guy, and I prepped for this meeting for days, and I stuck up notes, you know, and it was right at the sort of beginning of my career in in, in consultancy, and I'd really, really prepped. And I wasn't focusing, and I wasn't, you know, as we all say now, present, and i went liverpool street station fell down the stairs all the way from the top of the Good stairs God. to the bottom of the stairs <laughs> if
1: you're gonna do it do it big. Go, go all <laughs> Jesus.
0: In. you know and it wasn't like i was in heels i was wearing sensible shoes you know it was totally and the only person that asked if i was okay was i believe a tourist really everybody else ignored me all the <laughs> londoners you know just ignored me and i you know you're in shock you get up you get on with your meeting i went to my meeting with blood streaming down my knees. It was like horrific. But what that ultimately did is I tore the ligaments in both of my hips through that fall, but you don't notice it straight away. Mm -hmm. It sort of slips in, um, you know, sort of becomes, um, slowly starts, your mobility starts um, reducing. Um, And um, then I had a lot of work to then try and fix that. Mm. So first sort of thing I noticed was I went to physio and then went to Pilates and things like that. And I used Pilates. to rehabilitate myself sort of become strong again um you know it's just simple things like I was sort of you know like you you take your the ability to walk totally for granted and then Mm -hmm. you start looking for lift access and you start looking you know just because I wasn't comfortable walking um, in those moments of time um and you know all right so I rehabilitated over the course of the year it's done brilliant but it really kind of opened my eyes to the power of movement and Mm -hmm. the power of very specific training. Um, But hadn't by by that point sort of really started to strength train um, and really started to weight lift. Um, That sort of came a little bit later um, after I experienced something different, which was with my mental health, was when I was pregnant and after pregnancy, what's I had William, I experienced pre and postnatal depression. So so it was triggered um, in my pregnancy and again, it's just so slow, and it happens on a daily basis, and it's just you know it's insidious, and it, and, and 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 I went back to work, and I, I remember I had a picture taken eight months, so I went back to work work eight months after, um, and that was considered. I was asked to go back after three months, <laughs> It wouldn't wow. have been, uh, you know, I went back after eight, that was considered a you know decent amount of time, and even I felt like that that felt like a decent amount of time, but. There was a picture of me um, holding William on the first day, and I just looked so strange, like really? I look like a sort of false smile and you know thin and you know <laughs> <laughs> and um and I went back too early um and you know I tried to so prior to that I was com- commuting across Europe on a weekly basis um, and there was you know there's a certain lifestyle Mm -hmm. um there's long hours there's long days and you kind of swallow it all up and you kind of enjoy you know to a certain extent you get off a little bit on Mm -hmm. of the you know if you continue to do it if you're in that motion it's only when you get off
1: yeah Mm. it's so
0: difficult to get back into that momentum so um at the time you know it was exhilarating you know you're you're moving you know you're traveling you're oh this is great you Getting so many points, you know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Everything's about your everything's yeah, about the, the points. I think
2: I only reached gold, which is incredibly disappointing. Um, sometimes you need some perspective. Yes, exactly. it's <laughs> that really important?
0: But um yes, sort of trying to fit back into that that lifestyle. Um and I had you know, I got a nanny and was prepared to sort of again just be, you know, out of town for three days a week, um, and just leave um you know William with either the nanny or my husband um it was like in hindsight I'm like what a moron like (laughs) (laughs) what was I thinking like before you have a child you have no idea of the emotional connection you're gonna actually have with them (laughs) but like when they turn up you're like oh I actually like you you know a flaw in my plan um and uh, so you know all these things that kind of you know changed um and I think also before you know, I totally defined myself by my career. Um, I hadn't defined myself by anything else, and you know, yeah, good person, all this, whatever. Uh, but it, I, and I think when when it when it came back to, you know, when I came back to what I had been defining myself by, it pulled so much into question. Um, I, you know, it just completely flawed me. Mm-hmm. I I I think I was a bit sort of unbalanced anyway. I mean, I wasn't like going to throw William out of a window or anything. It wasn't it wasn't experienced in that way. You
1: were going to do a Michael Jackson. I wasn't. No, no, no. no. It
0: wasn't. um, I didn't sort of have any of those tendencies in in postnatal depression, because I think when people talk to you about postnatal depression and I was like, I can't imagine people having that, you know, Uh but it doesn't always happen how you hear it happens.
2: it's not very well understood, I don't think.
0: Totally. No, no, no. Not not at all. Um, and you don't realise there's different levels. And there's different... Everyone has a different experience. Um, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, tried to fit myself back into this life that no longer fit me. And um, just couldn't... I couldn't keep up. Um, ended up sort of at the doctor. Just kind of a bit of a mess. A- weeping and... <laughs> She said, uh, oh, I think you've got, you know, I think you've got this. And just having someone, you know, she just ha- she sat with me for 50 minutes. I mean, it's on oh, the really? NHS. This is phenomenal, really. I mean, <laughs> They're you know, kicking out at
1: 15, aren't they? incredible. <laughs> uh,
0: handed me a box of tissues, listened to me. And um, just having someone give me some validation. Mm-hmm. And she just sort of said, you know, she'd experienced something. She was, a, you know, she's a doctor. You know, you define yourself by your career. And just sort of, she was repeating back in a way that I hadn't, yet
1: processed processed
0: exactly and hadn't been able to put into words she was repeat you know she was almost saying it oh yeah that makes sense penny dropped um and it was sort of one of these sort of moments of time um you know spoke to my you know people i worked with um they were great they hadn't you know i hadn't they hadn't yet handed everything back to me anyway so it was just the perfect time for me to just take at the time i just sort of took my um hours down to kind of minimal hours again and just sort of work part-time until mm-hmm. i kind of ramped up and felt felt comfortable but i guess that's another that was another point in time is how how do you self heal so one of the first things i did was i recognized i needed consistency i needed to start putting in you know routine into my life where there isn't there's sort of just this chaos there's a the chaos of having a child there's a chaos of you know, not knowing necessarily what I want to do with the rest of my life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think, um, again, in hindsight, I can say, oh yes, I planned that at the time, I didn't plan it, it was just that made sense at the time for me to start going to the gym regularly. Mm-hmm. So I started going to a, see a personal trainer, um, and I'd seen personal trainers before, but the, the, I guess the it was always like, let's, try and get me into that wedding dress Mm -hmm. or uh, let's you know reduce let's reduce myself (laughs) Um, and it was the first time where I sort of thought well why don't we you know why don't we change that um, and focus on strength Um, and it's just absolutely mind-blowing and I would say it's one of the things that got me through Depression and out of it. And it's a lot to do with hormones. Once your hormones settle, mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm not saying I owe everything to strength training, but just started getting me into that um, routine, that mm-hmm. consistency. And it's those consistent habits that so many women do not prioritize due to putting everybody else before themselves, mm-hmm. um, whether that be their career, whether that be their family. Um, and men do this as well. Um, The pure reason that Strong Ambition Method is 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 focusing on professional women is because I was a professional woman. Mm -hmm. Is am whatever. Uh, I don't know where (laughs) I stand on that, but um, (laughs) just having a go now. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) gone from pro to amateur. (laughs) Yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: Exactly. Um, And you know, I can't speak from a male perspective. Um, For me, it was important to represent women because this is something that i've deeply experienced so strength training is um empowering it you know it works towards supporting your physical systems you know it 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 works on so many levels um mental physical it you know it's also so incredibly important for women to strength train ultimately because we're more susceptible to osteoporosis Mm -hmm. and things like this and arthritis and there, you know, I'm, I'm sort of highly summarizing it. Um, I'm also very interested in, and in recent years, very interested in biohacking um, and the concept of sort of optimizing your body, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think this felt to me more you know most people aren't in a position to biohack most people aren't you know they just got to focus on the fundamentals first of all they've got to actually it's almost like pre biohacking before you start taking all these obscure supplements or you start sort of hacking various parts of your body um it's just are you asking the basic questions of don't look for health in obscurity you know look for it in are you sleeping are you resting are you Eating to nourish your body. Um, are you educating yourself when it comes to you know your own needs? Mm-hmm. Um, are you looking after your mental health? Are you you know are you exercising consistency Because I think so many sort of the ladies that I work with, um, part of it is an education, um, and part of it is just the beauty of having someone support them. Yeah. Through a journey, um, whereas often they don't have anyone ask them, "Are you okay?" Hmm. Um. And, you know, I think I tried to initially at the beginning overcomplicate my my role, and perhaps I'll I'll talk about more what strong ambition is in a moment, but Mm -hmm. initially I sort of thought, I need to be this person, I need to be this person, I need to be this person in order to support these women. And I thought actually, no, I just need to pull in the experts, let let people do what they're good at. Um, From my perspective, I can, um, you know, uh, created this programme, Um, But ultimately, they get to speak to me and get to tell me about their journey and we do it together. We find, you know, we look for patterns and we get to sort of um, go through the programme together and I sort of just line everything up for them, Um, individualised, but also as a standardised element as well. So It's probably a good
1: opportunity to talk a bit about exactly what the Strong Ambition Method is. Mm-hmm. And, what, and exactly what your, your role is at, with working with these ladies.
0: Okay, so the Strong Ambition Method is built up of three um, uh, core pillars, as, as we call them. But then there is also a fourth, which I'll go into at the end, but we'll just focus mm-hmm. on the core elements to, to begin with. It's essentially strength training and it is you know having them work with a personal trainer two times two to three times a week depending on you know their availability you know don't work through your lunch you know go and do something productive go and come back after your training session and actually you know be in a higher energized state uh the, the sort of the program that, that that we put together sort of focuses on sort of key uh, compound lifts which is you know deadlifts uh squats bench press um, and obviously there's some other work um in addition but I get them to focus on performance. So mm-hmm. a lot of the time, they're not just exercising for the sake of exercise, they're exercising for performance. So on day one, they, you know, they will be a lot less strong than they will be on day 90. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of them are quite surprised by how much they enjoy just that change of mindset to actually finally train for performance. Um, second of all is rest. Rest is rest as in taking regular breaks, but it's also sleep. I didn't want to focus too much on sleep. A lot of people get quite anxious about getting enough sleep and that is really just making sure they understand, you know, it's getting them to track, it's getting them to realize they can have a life, but still get to bed and wake up, you know, pretty much the same time every day. Uh Uh, Don't mess up too much with your sleep routine. Recognize that you can't catch up, you know, at the weekend on your your, your loss of sleep. I mean, I used to think, you know, why do I feel so exhausted after six and a half hours sleep? yeah it's because you haven't had enough sleep exactly. It's really basic math you know <laughs> yeah. um and um it's getting them also to take rest you know um is is you know ultimately that they get hit in from work and i'm just painting a typical picture of the ladies that i work with you know mm-hmm. i know this doesn't necessarily mean everybody um but often they're getting in and then they're working again and then they'll shut down their laptop at 11 o'clock, and then they'll go to bed, or at least they'll try to go to bed. And Where is the point where you're not mm-hmm. doing something that feels like work? Yeah. What is the point where you're not in front of a screen? Um, and it's just making sure that they they factor in time, and that might well be the, their exercise. Um, might well be that that's their meditation, the fact that they're exercising. That may well be their rest, but it's just factoring that in and being conscious about it. And then the third element is, is just really um, making sure that they are eating enough, uh, then they're not just eating a sandwich on the go at lunchtime, mm-hmm. which I think is quite depressing. And uh, is this what we've all done? You know, a sad I've, sandwich so at I your know. desk.
2: It's interesting, because I think, like, quite often people who are ambitious sort of see anything that gets in the way of just working and working. And, you know, I've definitely got caught in the trap of that yeah, as yeah. something that detracts from your ability to perform or your output. And I think it takes a while to start realizing that when when you make time for those things, that actually your ability to perform in the when time you have left is yep. actually increased.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
2: I think it, it can take sometimes some time to, that initial period can be quite painful <laughs> of working out how you juggle that. And I guess having someone there to help guide you through that process can be quite.
0: Yeah, did you, I mean, did you have a sort of a moment where you felt like enough was enough? Like, let me actually just, turn this around and start focusing on me was there a moment in time for you
2: yeah so for me it's I actually I have a health condition so I've had the sort of I've been forced into that earlier than I probably would have otherwise done mm-hmm. and actually although at the beginning that was and, and still is at times incredibly frustrating because I can't always do what I want to do or push myself as hard as I, I want to in work or whatever it might be um I think that now I probably the last few years definitely think of it more in terms of actually I'm in a way grateful because it's made me think of those things and they've got me into starting um in strength training i like you started with uh, pilates as a sort of reha- yeah. yeah rehabilitation yeah, yeah. um until i was strong enough to do something like strength training mm-hmm. but i i definitely saw a big difference and and i think yeah definitely it, it sort of made me make time for that in a way that i know i my tendency is to sort of go absolutely 100% into uh, work or whatever yeah, it might yeah. be that I'm focusing on at that time yeah. and otherwise I, I probably would have ended up finding myself many many years down the line and in quite a, a bad way
0: crashing ultimately. yeah um yeah.
2: and actually I guess having uh, for me that happened straight after or during university and, and and I sort of had to do it the other way around mm-hmm. um but yeah it's really interesting to hear your your experience oh, I love that.
0: that you started off with Pilates as
2: well yeah
1: yeah I know as you were Telling about your journey, I thought there's a quite a lot of
3: mirroring yeah. going on. Definitely, you yeah. should start a business.
2: <laughs> 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 well, just, when you were talking, as well, a really good idea. For one. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you were talking as well about kind of thinking about how you go about that, I think you know the the values that you talked about, you know, and, and valuing your health and and not recognizing that until something goes wrong is definitely something that you know really resonates with me and and i too have also spent a lot of time wondering like well how do you how do you help people with that because it's not it's not an easy um it's not an easy one to crack and particularly combining the health with the um career Mm -hmm. path i think is a very interesting combination i hope so
0: (laughs) yeah i think we all have we all have our own stories and i think once you have a decent chunk of career capital and enough you know enough sort of confidence in your story i think it's it's becoming more um the norm to then start focusing on that as a niche and then ultimately a micro niche um in in you know and i think what what has been a challenge for me um but ultimately what's been incredibly exciting is Within companies, you know, there is a lot of uh, move towards mindfulness, um, mm-hmm. meditation, you know, you do get yoga um, mm. in, in a lot of sort of corporations, um, and it's sort of everyone's moving in the right direction, and that's fantastic. And what I what I like about what I'm offering, it's good that I like what <laughs> yeah, I'm is offering, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Um, I'm a big fan, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, is that it doesn't compete. From my perspective yes i'm there's an mm-hmm. element of i'm carving a bit of my own market out here but it doesn't compete it it's in addition to i'm not offering it as an as, as a you know as a replacement for mindfulness i think all these things absolutely have a place mm-hmm. um it's just something that is for perhaps you know is an addition it's it's in case you know it's not it's not one size fits all is it it's just another offering it's something 100%. where so much of what women you know, experience is physical and it is a physical response. Um, And that's why, um, I mean, I will say sort of, I'd say part of half and half, half my ladies don't have children and half do. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see sort of the difference. Um, But no matter what, I think everyone, all women sort of experience the the cycles that that goes with being women. Um, And, um, yeah, I just felt that it was a missing missing piece, Uh, you know, a very much a let's try and help you retain and attract your, you know, women into your organisation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but also, you know, it, it is a way to prevent burnout, which is a very much a real cost um, for a lot of businesses. You know, people think that, you know, you can fix that with some mindfulness. Well, you know, you can't. It has to be a full body solution. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it is the whole body that needs to be, um, you know, taken into consideration I think that was the that's basically the grounding of of, of strong ambition method is 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 ultimately if you are not sleeping if you are not you know eating properly if you are not strength training um, if you are not resting however rest however rest you know Mm -hmm. maybe whether that is you choosing meditation or you know um, just simply going for a walk or reading um, there are more ways than one to be mindful um, but it's just focusing on the whole body as a whole because your brain cannot work if you are feeding your body crap, um, and if you are not, you know, actually moving your body, which mm-hmm. you know our current, you know, current lifestyle demands. We are sat down um, for yeah. so much of it. You know, we're we're going to evolve with sort of these round necks. Mm. A, we'll take responsibility for ourselves, but mm-hmm. B, I think you know large businesses also have to sort of start taking some responsibility of their ex of the, of the expectation that they have of their of their staff um you can't keep expecting and expecting and expecting and not expect and, and and ultimately not get people some people that crash um i did notice you know I, i've seen lots of different things I, I i sort of have a unique insight in that i was in a startup you know we ended up being a a, a relatively successful um Consultancy within tech and telco, um, and I ended up in a sort of a unique position. Whereas I'm sort of sometimes I'm an out an outsider looking in, um, in a little you know in a bubble, but got some really um, unique insight of, of the teams that work. Mm-hmm. I think obviously the, the teams that I saw that were most successful were the ones that were diverse. I mean, you know, yeah. it's basic stuff, isn't it? Um, but also, I, I I did notice a correlation between. Um, People that did end up having nervous breakdowns and ended up taking sort of long-term sickness, um, they just worked and worked and worked, and even if they did once enjoy to exercise or fitness or whatever they you know whatever they like to do, mm-hmm. as a, as a, uh, I did I did sort of realise that they were stopping doing that, um, and again that's quite a a crude analysis of mine that I've noticed. No, but it's true. I mean, but, you
1: know, if you're yeah. if you're working until eleven o'clock at night,
0: exactly.
1: When can you do anything else? Yeah. I mean, what what seems to happen? And I definitely experienced this from working in London for a long time. And it's like a bit of a microcosm. It's definitely more concentrated in London than I would say outside. Having grown up and worked in Oxford yeah. and stuff prior to that, is there's the work right to the end, go to the pub and then maybe get a takeaway and sometimes work when you get home or you just cut out the whole middle bit and just go drink, All work, in. do you yeah. know? It's kind yeah. of, yeah. Uh, and a, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to break the habit, especially when everyone else around you is doing a similar kind of thing.
0: Absolutely, you're institutionalized. Um, and you actually, when you're in it, you do not know how you're gonna get out of no. it. And you, you cannot see the wood for the trees and it's only when you step away from it that you realise that there are other options, mm-hmm. um, and that you can, you know, you actually are. You can better serve your the company that you work for. You can better serve, you know, your family if you yourself put yourself and your, fa- you know, and your health first. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have more energy to show up.
2: I do think there's, you know, going back to your point earlier that I think there's definitely the, there's an onus on the companies to that people work for to allow that and to actually actively promote that as a as an important part of life and 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 every day because um, unfortunately a lot of companies are based on you know they have a very strong culture of presenteeism Mm -hmm. and i think you know if you did fit you know if more people did feel more able to get up in the middle of the day and go to the gym or whatever it might be that you know overall you'd have a Healthier workforce,
0: absolutely. But
2: people sort of, as you say, it's that permission thing. Pe- people don't see other people around them doing it, and therefore they don't see that that's an option for them either. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think quite often, unless you're in a quite a senior position, it's quite difficult to be the one that change starts to change that. Mhm.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I totally agree, and I think this is it the change needs to happen at senior management. One of the things I really enjoyed to begin with was how actually the, the the ladies that I was working with, not only were they doing it for themselves, they were doing it for their team. And they say, you know, I'm setting a good example and you know, there's another couple of people within my team who've also mm. followed suit and started doing it as well, um, use it as an opportunity to. And I thought that was actually, that's amazing. If you can just sort of set that example from the top, make that acceptable. Um, and I guess it's also how much more productive will your team be? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, businesses are in the business of being productive. Um, if you know you want your, if you want your team to be highly energized and producing, um, and being effective, they ultimately need to be well. Um, it seems pretty basic.
1: You would think, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, but is, I think it's something that's yeah. really lacking at the moment. I think the business world has changed so dramatically in the last. Probably 30 or so years, that it's now got to catch up and evolve to have it actually caring about how people live. The Gordon Gecko era of the 80s, working (laughs) flat out, I think it needs to start to die out a little bit. And I think, um, you know, I particularly in in your industry and advertising, and I get to see it from from those angles the amount of people that are working ridiculously long hours. Mm that wouldn't happen if the businesses were paying by the hour so they're they're quite happy for the presenteeism and for the the overworking as long as it's not costing them money i think if we started to move more to a, a system where people were paid for the time that they were actually working you'd probably see that time reducing because businesses couldn't sustain it right is there a typical route where your your clients find you is it is there how do, how, do, how do people tend to come across what you're doing?
0: So, I think a lot of the business I get is through um, there is some element of referral. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even within a team, um, you know, you, you what happens is when, you know, I think this is people do. F- feel better you know they do start advertising it you know Mm -hmm. they do and I'm not saying advertising me I'm saying they do advertise their own health you know I feel so much better you know and and everything becomes a bit more of a you know ritualistic you know they bring in their lunch which they've Uh prepared the day before so there's a bit you know there is some there's a visual aspect isn't there and I think yeah. um you know people then sort of get caught up in the energy of that you know what are you doing who did this you know blah, blah, blah. um so that's quite nice that it's through referrals because mm-hmm. it all feels you know it's also you have very real case studies you know for the other person to see yeah. it's like well just look you know it's not a person
1: on instagram it's someone they know I've not made up a, a, <laughs> yeah.
0: a testimonial they do they do exist um <laughs> that <was an> idea. <laughs> Everyone else is doing it. Yeah, I Yeah, exactly. And um I, I think there's it's so I think what's been what's been challenged to me and again it's been something that's that I've been learning, um, I'm not in advertising. I'm not necessarily from marketing. Um, but being in a kind of a young business, where you started from the ground up, you kind of end up doing lots of things. Mm-hmm. So you learn, you know, you're you're cleaning the toilets, you know, you're, yeah. you're all the way to going to meet the, you know, sea level um, this big global organisation, but here you are sort of sweeping the floors. Yeah. Um, so I think you do end up sort of picking up along the way. And also you have to kind of self-educate. You don't, people are too busy to you know, although I have experienced, you know, I have had some wonderful mentors, um, over the years, um, and I couldn't have gotten where I'd gotten without those, um, you definitely have to Mm self-teach, um, you actively have to learn, um, so I think that's just an extra addition for me, sort of learning, um, how to speak to these women, how to sort of draw them in, and it's, 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 it's. I can't just give my story and expect that to reflect back. Mm-hmm. I have to sort of also think of. Alright, how else? You know, take some of the testimonials that I've used and sort of try and repeat that back to an audience. So something might resonate. So I'm learning as well. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, any tips? I'll be like, you know, <laughs> We're very, all learning. Uh, appreciative. No, no, I
1: don't think I ever stop. No, learning, no. Right?
0: I and mean, you shouldn't. If you if you, you stop the day you die. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them come to me feeling tired, um, and and I'm gonna you know, some it's a very physical fatigue. Some people it is, I'm um, emotionally mm-hmm. tired, I'm fed up. You know, It's, um, it, you know, there's a kind of a, there's a similarity, um, but it's a lot to do with they just sort of feel like they're right at the bottom of the heap and they just need to start pulling themselves back up into a, you know, uh, you know put themselves back at mm-hmm. this, you know, priority, um, top of priority so I think um does that answer your question well yeah I'm
1: quite interested in whether you know when when the ladies come to you whether they're kind of really aware of their current lifestyle and the impact that's having or whether they're just it's I feel like crap and I want don't want to feel like crap or whether they have any kind of how many people have a really concept of actually I'm I'm eating crap all the time I'm not doing any exercise and I'm probably working really hard in a job that i'm not massively enjoying or something like that yeah. and how do they what's their what's their thing what's their, what else they say to you when they come to you is yeah. like help. help i feel like <laughs> crap or, is it
0: a lot of people don't realize how bad they feel mm-hmm. um I, I will say you know it's just it becomes whatever you experience becomes mm. your new norm yeah and you just expect that you're going to always feel like that so i think no they don't Always realise. Um, a lot of them feel that they, they, they want to sort of take the next step in their lives. They want to take, you know, um, the next sort of uh, step up in their careers, um, or at least they're interested in doing it, but just don't know how they're going to do mm. that. Um, so a lot of them sort of come to me, it's a conversation, they don't know what they're going to get out of it, um, necessarily, you have to kind of, you have to go through the steps to really feel the benefits. Um, I can tell them. That they're going to feel better, but yeah. you don't really believe anyone until yeah. you go I mean, through gonna it. And you're going to say you're going to feel like crap
1: yeah. at the end of this. you're going to sign feel up to exactly that. Exactly the same. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of a journey that we take them through. Um, but a lot of them just want something more, and mm. can't always put their finger on on what it is. Um, but most people do recognise that they they sort of say, and I will say because this is what women do is they say, I sort of. Have a bit sluggish i've put on some weight you know i you know i want to be here so obviously a lot of the time the first focus is the weight and first thing i have to say is this is not a weight loss mm-hmm. program let me make this explicitly clear it may be a side effect yeah. of taking on a healthier lifestyle but i'm not you know going to be standing you on a weight you know weighing scales once a week um
1: <laughs> With fanfares and yeah yeah exactly low, you know
0: that has a place but um yeah, so it's just a sort of a desire to want more and to recognize that they, you know, they want to do something for themselves. Um, and then, you know, I think that's something that's repeated back to me. It's, oh, I'm doing this for myself.
2: Mm-hmm. Is it, is it? you're asking for permission? Yeah. Someone yeah. to tell you it's okay <laughs> to do that yeah, for yourself. Yeah, it's
0: okay, exactly.
2: And how have you found, because um, I think one thing that's particularly interesting is the focus on strength training. And yeah. I think obviously that's very, very well-established uh, Form of exercise for men, but I think in, increasingly so for women. But I think yeah. there are a lot of women who are still very hesitant to do it or quite intimidated by it. So, how have you found people respond to sort of that aspect of the program rather than you know? I guess a lot a lot of women tend to be more focused on cardio. Or
0: it's a shift, yeah. It's definitely a shift in mentality, and it's it's for some women they're very open to it, um, and others are concerned that they're going to get muscling to get too big. So. You know, there's. I can't really. It. You know, it's a case of you know they have to trust me to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not physically possible unless you are an outlier. You know, a type of woman who can build muscle very easily. It's very unusual that you're going to build up muscle like a man. You know, I sort of have mm-hmm. to sort of make it. You know, sort of there's an element of education in that. Even men.
1: I mean, whatever was said to Natalia on this is. Look, go into the gym and look around all of those men lifting weights as hard as they possibly can, day in, day out, pumping down protein shakes and everything, trying to put up muscle and failing. You think that the lady's going to walk in and then accidentally turn out like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's just not going to happen, gonna happen. Do you know? <laughs> so yeah, massive. The gyms are full involved. of men failing to build muscle. Right? Nobody's <laughs> yeah. massive
3: by accident. They wake up and they go <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I didn't mean, for that to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it is,
2: you know, you were saying earlier that, like, for a lot of people the first thing is the aesthetic and yeah. you know, even you know yeah. the women that although they feel sluggish the, a lot of the time the first focus is the weight loss and and how yeah, they look and yeah, yeah. unfortunately in the media for men yes there is a focus on like muscle but when it comes to women and and promoting us yes, the way that women look that's not terminology that tends to be used it's yeah. it's more about you know the focus is on less as yeah. you said and, yeah. and not on gaining strength or gaining or, or, you know, even thinking about it in terms of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the things I actually, uh, when I first met um, Dave, I, I remember saying to him, like, I can't, I can't remember how I phrased it, it was something along the lines of, I can't imagine anything more boring than going into the gym and lifting weights. And I actually went... Yeah, ah, well. did you know. I know, I know. <laughs> I and haven't I'm, ever repeated that back to her, obviously. <laughs> I'm not sure that's entirely true, but um, <laughs> you were right. And I think that you know what i was surprised about it was actually the satisfaction of 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 lifting a heavy weight which sounds really sounds really silly and and basic but i think there was something out of that that gave me i guess a confidence that i wasn't really expecting or or a kind of enjoyment there that i hadn't ever really identified could be something that i could enjoy
0: it's no it's interesting that you use the word confidence as well because i think that's something that certainly has been yeah repeated back to me um that there is something very you know basic about like you say lifting a heavy weight, and then next week, lifting a heavier weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that you know, it's that sort of progression that you see. Um, and then, then the str- you know, the physical aspect, this just feeling stronger over time as well, and being able to, t- you know, be fi- you know, being able to pin down your child when they're having a <laughs> meltdown, you know, the, the practical aspects of strength, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. throwing your husband
1: around the house, yeah, from you know, running out in front of a road, you know,
0: just the practical aspects of being strong but it is very much something so I think part of the way that I've so initially just using words and how powerful words can be obviously you know you're switched into this but I couldn't I I didn't know whether to say the word weightlifting to begin with Mm. you know use the term weightlifting but of course that terrifies a lot of women um, they're going to expect that I'm going to, you know, what? Sumo what are you going to have me doing in the gym? <laughs> you know, the, just the term weightlifting sounds incredibly. Well, people
1: think about the Olympics, mm. don't they? And yes. You've got all of this stuff that is not what you're going to end up doing. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's um, an
3: element of going into the gym and weightlifting that is quite intimidating mm, because totally, it can be yeah. such a male environment. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Lift weightlifting yeah. is where the, yeah. the, the the men are in the gym typically, and in the free weight section you very rarely find women in there and even yeah. now yeah in my gym you will very rarely get somebody in there and i have to drag nikki mm. in there really and say like if you want to do shoulders or something yeah go and sit there because nobody's actually no watching you and nobody cares <laughs> yeah. that you're there you're just the same as everybody else so just and you have absolutely do a right that.
0: to be there yeah
3: absolutely yeah,
0: yeah.
2: But it's daunting yeah. as well when you if you don't know what you're doing. I mean, I remember I went to a, a new gym in mm. London recently, and um, the gym we go to is is quite small. and And I went to this other this gym, and they were like, "Okay, so this is the um, I can't remember what they call the downstairs gym, and then like, upstairs is the performance gym." So I went into the sort of first gym, and I, and I could, there weren't really any free weights in there. So I, I sort of walked upstairs, and I walked into this massive room filled with um, quite seriously serious looking men, you know, doing. Uh, lifting weights and free weights and, and I, I'd, I'd been going to the gym for a few years by this point and I was like okay I'll just maybe okay well no, I'll, I'll stay here and I'll, I'll go ahead with it but it, it t- well t- t- took a second <laughs> and I just suddenly that was a real moment where I think because I'd started going with you that was a bit easier for me but just to walk in there by myself and I thought god if you if this was the first time you'd come in here and you came in here by yourself that would be quite intimidating. And actually, I think that's where there is a real value in having someone who sort of can help you navigate that Mm -hmm. um, and make it a bit less daunting and a bit, you know, bit easier to know where to start. And you go in there with purpose of I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah,
0: go, yeah. And and this is the beauty of using a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is, you know, and, and this is part of, this was part of my journey as well you know you're going into the weight section with a, with someone that's there for you yeah. you know they they're setting up the rack for you you know they're putting the weights on the you know they're doing everything so you you don't have to do and you just turn up um and uh it's also just giving you the confidence like you say going back to confidence um and that in itself is empowering and i think learning how to do these um you know learning the principles of of, of strength training learning the principles of weightlifting um is necessary to then be able to go and do that yourself mm-hmm. you know and, and it takes it takes a while I mean it's not going to be something that's necessarily going to happen after 90 days and the program is uh, 90 days but it's certainly going to be something you'd be prepared to sort of consider you know yeah. I can I can possibly set this up if you know I, I feel confident it's just doing it again and again and again but um it's yeah it's interesting that you picked up on you know weightlifting strength training i found that strength training is, is sort of a mm. better use of terminology yeah, so. it's not quite as terrifying mm. and there is more of an uh, you know it's so acceptable now for women to strength train yeah.
1: well the one good thing that's come from instagram is I there see, are yes. more women yeah. training with weights and posting mm. images and i think there's a better body image Agreed. coming around as yeah. a result of that. That people actually then, it's not skinny that we're uh-huh. trying to attain. It's actually an athletic human body that's able to do tasks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, and seeing
2: for, what you have to do to get. That. Yeah,
1: and I think for the for all of the possible negatives of social media, in particular Instagram, I think there are some good uh-huh. things that have come out of it, and that, that's definitely one.
0: Yeah, no, agreed. And I was thinking that, I was thinking exactly that yesterday, actually. In that, it's, I'm part of um, this Facebook group, and there's, I don't know how many, thousands of women on it. Mm. And it's just called Barbell Beauties. And it is just women who weight train. They do all sorts of dis. some of Crossfitters, mm-hmm. some are Olympic lifters, some, you know, just are beginners and just finding their journey. But it's, it's this wonderful, um, they're just navigating Mm -hmm. this something that's been fairly you know new to women and finding the strength that comes from it but also finding the you know I've never been in such a group where there is just there's there's just such purity of Mm -hmm. conversation there's no one tearing the other person down you know it's just really nice and I'm on mixed groups as well like Olympic lifting groups and um there's always someone that's there who knows better than everybody else, you know, on the thread. <laughs> and there's, you know, always someone that's saying, you know, your technique is wrong when it's fairly subjective. You know, there are different ways uh. to skin a cat, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it, it just does feel like it's your part. We're part of something very, very special, and I think that's the other thing coming it sort of coming full circle to the social element. Um, I do believe in, you know one-to-one accountability and that you're accountable to turn up to a personal trainer until you are, until you can be self-disciplined, um, to turn up for yourself, you have to turn mm-hmm. up for someone else. So I do believe in that. Um, so they ultimately are accountable to me as the strong ambition method coach. Um, I'm an expert on the program, so therefore <laughs> I am the expert yeah. uh, cause I created it. Um, so I'm a coach that can obviously coach them through the method, um, and just go through, you know, follow patterns, but also I, um, I'm a qualified, weightlifting coach as well um which is a nice to have it is nice to have. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but there but there's a there's a fourth element which I which i said um it's the social element so what we're trying to do also is particularly in companies um is just creating um units of of, of women whereby we're actually yes they'll do the things that are one-to-one and one-to-two but then there is a um an element of um, a, a group work as well that comes from maybe you know doing a group Pilates session together uh, um, and just bringing this sort of shared journey uh, where they're all on it together and, 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 and ultimately just creating that network of women within a company mm-hmm. which can then off you know particularly if it's like a let's say for example it's a group of women who've just come back after maternity leave um, it's a very lonely time so it just brings them all together shared experience and then once they have finished the program they get to sort of go back mm-hmm. off into their own sort of areas of the business but they can always come back and they always have that sort of um shared connection so it's just sort of sharing sharing things with other people so
1: you have, so you've, you have clients come from different angles i suppose so you have you work with companies Individuals uh, and, and companies, companies. Correct. right okay.
0: yeah 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 um and i think I it, it, it's important to, to, to offer it on, on an individual basis but I think the real power comes when you can work with large organizations definitely um, that to me is what thrills me is how do we change going back to you know sort of the, how, how do we ultimately change um, the structure of these businesses mm-hmm. how do we make them more except you know, Uh, Acceptable that people need a life, Mm -hmm. Um, they need health. Um, How do we get them to shift from a short term shareholder mentality to more of a mid to long term, you know, uh, mentality? And it's, you know, you're not going to change that overnight, but I'm thinking 40 years, maybe. (laughs) 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 We just start plugging away at it now, you know. Well, if you don't start, it's definitely not (laughs) going to happen, I think. Exactly.
1: Um, It's definitely. I think it's definitely time for change across the way we work I think I said that previously and I think particularly with diversity I think there's a massive opportunity for for that to be a catalyst for for lots of lots of yeah. change I think as yeah. as diversity and inclusion becomes more of a consciousness then that encompasses working hours and mm-hmm. conditions and all of the rest of it it's not just about whether you're a man woman black white no, whatever you. it is it's, mm-hmm. it is about how do you work where do you work and all the rest of it so uh, any
2: any point into that i think is a good mm. catalyst for that yeah. to happen so. Yeah. so just creating an environment that people can actually excel yeah and yeah. everyone can excel and and have identifying where that needs to have some flexibility yeah. to do so
3: what, how, what is the process of you finding a PT, because obviously there's millions of people, millions of gyms, yeah. millions of PTs. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. do you find one, and do you have to brief them because yeah. it's your method that you need them to teach rather than what they would do all of the time?
0: Yeah, no, that's a really, that's a really nice question because there is a vetting process because there is a trust that these ladies are handing over to me that mm-hmm. I'm going to set them up with um, someone that is in, is incredibly experienced but you know who I've actually trained with
1: um, so you put them through the I do
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah and they train me and actually to be honest they, <laughs> they go all well, in as did. well so the next day I can't walk, yeah. um, which is um, superb um, and I um, you know, there's me going. I know what I'm doing, um, and <laughs> they always they always teach me something new, which is great. That is and good, that you should yeah. never like you know you should never become complacent. But uh-huh. yeah, I um, so I've got over the years. I have used a number of personal trainers, um, and I've gotten to have a, a solid understanding. Um, and also when I sort of did my coach training, which is by no means a, I'm not a personal trainer. It's it's, it's, it's very different. They they are far more um, experience than I am. Mine was more a case of just to have a basic knowledge to be able to put together mm-hmm. a program. Um, I wanted to be able to put my own programs together. Um, so that was useful. Um, but I use, it's, it's, it's a network of, of trust really. It's, you know, if I'm already working with a personal trainer then it's like, who can you recommend me? Right. And you are on the hook for that recommendation. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm like, um, and then I will, I will ultimately vet them. Um, but their you know but their training has to be um, uh, you know very much focused on strength um, and you know very comfortable with like all the standard lifts and -hmm. and things like that but it's a lot to do with experience and and also do they have the um, you know are they they gonna necessarily fit with that individual Mm -hmm. Um, some some people I think they're not gonna get on Um, and and having worked in sort of consultancy, I'm I'm almost like a matchmaker, you know, for company to you know, person (laughs) to company, you know. So I've sort of over the years have have gotten, I think that's one of my strengths is is finding the right people. I'm not necessarily an expert myself, you know, but I can always find the experts. So it's like that's my strength. You can't be an expert Uh, at everything, can you? I mean No, exactly. Exactly. So um yeah, so I just take them through, yeah, get them to, you know, I say, right, this this is for example the type of person that I'm gonna bring in. Um, what would you do with her um, that doesn't fill her with fear um, from the day that you know she begins? And I usually get them to do um, a an initial first training session together, just where they get to know each other a little bit. And they'll you know and, and so far so good. No one's everyone's all sort of always sort of trusted me after that initial you know session, saying I wasn't sure about him to begin with, or I wasn't sure about her to begin with, but I totally understand their training style afterwards. Um, so it's a lot to do with just yeah referrals is is and you know uh, and you know has how long has that that person mm-hmm. known them for how yeah. you know how long have they been in the inner circle kind of thing.
3: What's the logistics behind gyms and yeah. do people have to travel? If you've got a PT that works in this part of London, yeah. gonna have they got to go and across town to go do that session?
0: So no, so I take away as many barriers uh, that I can. So. First thing I realised was that people won't go if you put it anywhere near their house. Yeah, because home. Before. By that point, they're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, yeah, they've switched yeah, off. Um, yeah,
1: don't go home and get changed. Yeah. yeah. So um,
0: and and you know and and likewise, if you put it too far away from their work, mm. they won't go. So so far so good. You know I. I've been lucky enough to sort of work with um, people who work in organisations very close to an independent gym or very close to a gym who has an inde- independent trainer. Mm-hmm. So I tend to work with independent trainers um, who, you know, um, can set their own hours. And um, and, and we do that. So we, we, we try to, you know, I try and get a gym within 0.5 miles. It's very much at the beginning where, you know, you nice, find yeah. out you're like, you know, you're circling... Um, an area, and then what I found and what I'm learning is personal trainers are just one big network, right. you know, they, they have you know people that they prefer to work with, they mm. have you know people that they'd happily refer. Um, so it's just sort of using that really, and so yeah, so it's sort of a, a bit of a learning process in the beginning. We did sort of a proof of concept. Um, and this is how we learnt a lot of the programmes. So I put together what I, bela- I believed would work and then we proved it with a load of women who were prepared to who were prepared to uh, get involved. Um, and yeah, one of them was where, realistically, can the gym be? You know, you've got to think about the logistics. Yeah. So that's actually a really, good, really, really good, good question. I'm sure it will present more of a challenge um, the, f- the further afield I go. So I'm starting with London, but I'm sure as we sort of start moving out into Greater London, then obviously global, you know. That's the next step. Obviously. obviously, London, Um, New York, Paris. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Then then there might well be a point where I'm also creating gyms, Uh and that's where it gets, that you know, that at the beginning was was an interest to me, it's a woman, you know, the idea of having a woman's weightlifting gym, Mm -hmm. somewhere that's not, you know, um, basic, because I I work in a, so I go and work out in a weightlifting gym, but I also work out in a gym, it would be nice to have a combination of both. Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a little bit less than just chalk on the floor. Uh, Yeah! But... (laughs) not completely life fitness stuff. indoor toilet yeah. yeah that exactly. kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah so that's something that certainly i'll cross that bridge when it comes to it but at the moment sort of i think one of the things that taught me about building a sort of a, a business before is, is 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 the element of being lean and how important it is to be lean and not to over you know I could go all in, um, mm-hmm. and I'd love to, you know, if I was to have loads of money, oh, I could, you know, start splashing the cash on things. But really, I don't know which direction this is going to get necessarily going mm-hmm. um, at this stage. I have an idea, but you never entirely, and you've got to always be ready to pivot. So, yeah, I love that question. That's and how
1: do you go good. about the nutrition side of things? Because I think be my next question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's. I think that's. The, people can visualize the gym whether they completely relate to begin with or not yeah. but the nutrition stuff i think is in my experience of speaking to people is that's where everyone is completely lost yeah. mm. there's so much confusing stuff around what's good what's not good there's marketing that's really good for some stuff that you just don't need and then people generally if people like my mother who go at the summer will come along she go i'm eating healthy which basically means she's living on salad and soup <laughs> uh, how would you go about the education part for yeah for nutrition
3: and there's also that belief that eating healthy means egg white brown rice yeah and oats and almond milk yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, the the the,
1: the, uh the flex magazine bodybuilder diet of the 1980s yes how do
3: you (laughs) how do you
1: get how where the hell do you start because i think most people there's no nutritional education in this country whatsoever gps aren't trained in nutritional education which is bizarre where do you? How yeah, how earth do you start?
0: Yep. Yeah, so we start with what they already know, um, and we use that as a as a as a basis. Um, so rather than introduce them to something that is, you know, obviously there's so many things that are considered a good a uh, good diet, um, but we just start with okay. Again, it's to do with similarly to just be close to the gym. Let's try and move them the smallest amount that they possibly can to begin with. Let's not sort of give them a brand new diet as well as a brand new training schedule, as well as <laughs> they're having to sleep eight hours <laughs> to nine hours a night. So we start with chipping away. Um, one of the things we do is um, we get them to commit to two days a week, so on the days that they train, we say, okay, I just don't worry about the rest of the days. Let's just focus on two days. So for those two days, I want you to think about having the best two days that you can have. So that'll mean that you're eating for performance. Mm-hmm. Initially, before we we get um, so the personal trainer would work would we'll, we'll, we'll typically work with them on their on their eating as well and like um, education. But before we get them to start doing anything, we just track what they do currently mm-hmm. because that may well be that it's okay and mm-hmm. um, it just needs a bit of tweaking or it needs more you know often people just like you know they just work through the day and eat a big meal at th- <laughs> the end of the day or you know they just it's just about getting them to be consistent um it's getting them to recognize the basics so we start off first of all with the basics it's like if they're living on diet coke um <laughs> the first thing that needs to go is is that yeah. you know is that <laughs> right well do you know what aspartame yeah. <laughs> dust to your body. Do you know that it's a custodian And, uh, you know, just the basic stuff. Um, and it's just about sort of slowly giving them targets and tweaking. Um, we don't try and do a massive overhaul. It's just about, you know, regular, small um, changes and an education. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I'm sort of, uh, I'm quite happily will do is I sort of say to them, if you want to send me a message at the weekend about what they need to eat, you know, I'll be like, I happily give them some guidance, you know, so there's one lady who really went on a, on a big sort of self, she really self-educated herself she really took it upon herself to start learning and that's where the, you know and that's when the magic happens is actually when they start taking ownership it's not i will eat what you tell me to eat mm-hmm. but it's i will recognize what's good for me and what's i don't like actually i don't like good and bad um i believe that you can have everything but it's just all within you know it's, it's just balance, balance exactly and yeah. um, so i try not to say goodbye but you know she would say for example am I okay to eat? And she sort of sent over a highly refined, you know, sh- sugary cereal. Am <laughs> I okay to eat this option? Or gave me another option of very, sort of very sugary sweet cereal because they're being marketed as health products. Ah
2: i know you know that's one of my biggest bugbears
0: you know bone of contention why would you know you wouldn't know know. you'd assume that what people are telling you is true
1: or in a world where heinz (laughs) where in a world where heinz are able to put a big message that says one of your five a day on baked beans (laughs) but ignore (laughs) the fact that it's highly processed sugar and salt (laughs) blows my mind i just i don't know how that's allowed in this in this current day
0: yeah agreed and and we just we start with um, we just start with the basics. We we get them to eat real food, um, get them to remove processed food, get them to swap out their sandwich with something that they've actually cooked mm-hmm. at home. So it's not expecting everything to happen on day one. It's just it's slowly getting them to self educate and slowly finding a path that works for them, um, and then teaching them how to you know eat for strength and eat for mm-hmm. performance and tell them that you know um, they need to. You know, if they don't eat, if they you know don't eat properly before they train, the amount of energy that they're going to build, sorry, uh, spend by sort of training and lifting heavy weights, they're just going to pass out Mm -hmm. and they're going to feel terrible. Yeah, and they're going to crash and burn. You know, it's about just supporting your body to you know to the best of their abilities. So in and we just get them to track it essentially, and Mm -hmm. we build up the days. We start off with two days, and then we move to three days. Right, three days. Let's see if you can try and have three really positive days, and then. We slowly sort of get in there until we've taken over their life. Um, But it's just getting them to take baby steps.
1: I think that's the key, isn't it? Is not just having a meal plan that you then follow, it's building on the self education so that they're able to sustain it and progress from that point on. I think, you know, when I started going to the gym 10 years ago on the eve of my 30th birthday, it was was a sense of mortality hit me already um and i remember thinking well i'm gonna start going to the gym but i'm not gonna do anything else differently i'll carry on and it was a gradual progression actually from going to the gym that said well maybe i should probably stop smoking because this just seems a bit silly to go to the gym and smoke Uh, yeah and then it was well maybe i'll get some protein maybe i'll start to read about nutrition and yeah it was that gradual process and it became an interest for me but i think um does take quite a lot of effort, and I think to have that starting point yeah. is massively beneficial.
0: Yeah, it's just sort of getting you—it's having someone kind of push you in, on the way, and having all these sort of people, experts who are able to guide you if you mm-hmm. do have questions. And what we do have for the very, very time poor is we do offer meal delivery service. So that's a bit of a—that—that um, that is a sort of a. that's that stuff that everything you've... is everything is done for them? So <laughs> you know, but you educate. But do is that edu- stuff
1: that you produce and then
0: no, we deliver. Have or we work with partners, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 at this stage. Yeah. Again, you never know. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it's it it does, it can educate you um, because it does give you a sense of how big your portion should be. It gives mm-hmm. you a sense of how balanced your meals should be. Oh, you know, I could do this. You know, mm. you, you, you throw it all in a pan, it's been produced for you. Just put it together, but you think oh, I can do this? So there is an element of you know, although we are completely supporting them during that time, in that it's just arriving on their doorstep, um, there is still an education that we have that comes through that.
1: Oh, definitely, when I mean, they're seeing what they're eating on a daily basis is yeah. different to what it was before, and yeah. even that can be enough to you know the pattern, like you say, they start to see that this thing is this what they're eating is different, and they could actually recreate that without needing to order it well especially when you
2: start to see results and i think that's sort of initially you probably do need a lot more support and you need some external reinforcement and and help and then as you start to see change and others potentially see change then you sort of have that extra motivation to, to do it yourself and to go the extra mile because suddenly the, effort, the extra effort or time that's put into that, you mm-hmm. see the value of that in mm-hmm. real life yeah. rather than someone else telling mm-hmm. you what that could be potentially.
0: Yeah, and I think, yeah, you're right. It doesn't, you know, you, it's yeah, it's been reinforced, isn't it, by those around you, but you don't always see results straight away mm. and it's just having patience in that process and st- stickability that's you know that's the reason we did it that's the reason we did 90 days it's because you know it's the whole 66 days to create mm-hmm. a habit it does feel like it takes about three months to kind of let a new set of habits Definitely. sink in oh
1: at least i mean some things take even yep, longer, longer right it's yeah, yeah yeah a great book i read was atomic habits i
0: love it um, yeah. a brilliant
1: way yeah. of just adding and i've kind of something i've naturally done most of my life i live off Set of systems and habits yeah. that I just evolve, but it is a case of, and she laughs because it's true, I am, <laughs> I'm, a ro- I'm robotic in that way. But what I do is I quite add, in that like, quite like, different, like atomic is like, add a new little habit to something else you already do, yeah. and it builds and builds and builds. And I think, um, this, the same thing with it goes with the gym
0: totally. I, I loved that book, um, and one of the things that I found, uh, quite Surprising from it, where I think he asked um, an Olympic uh, coach. Um, yes. He said, "Sort of, what is what is the difference between the normal people and those that become athletes?" And it's it's ultimately that they are prepared to do boring things day mm. in, day out. And it's getting past the boredom, and it's like it's going past that fun, you know, stage or the new stage, and it's then ploughing through that mm. is when things are no longer new. It's just making sure that you. Uh, continue to 100%. do it. Yeah, I like I really
2: yeah. like that book. Well the other thing as well that he talks about which I re- really resonated with me from my experience of going yeah. to the gym is also if you do fall off the wagon yeah at, of just like accepting that but then starting again. Yeah. Because that's the thing where I've always found that like if for whatever reason, you know, you're ill or something and you can't go to the gym for a period of time and suddenly you don't you, because normally you get you get into the, you know, every time you go, it sort of reinforces what you get from it and, and the positive feeling you get from it makes you go again. Once you don't have that for a while, it's getting over that hump to get yourself back into yeah. that routine. And I think that was another the, the other thing with that when he mentioned it, I thought, oh, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly um how i feel about yeah. you know going to the gym and that's that's the times where i find it hardest is when i don't really want to go having not been in a while and then i go and i think oh actually quite enjoyed that quite
0: enjoyed it. you never yeah. regret it do you no i did i found this although i don't necessarily i do we're telling them the minimum uh, we sort of get them to train the minimum that is required um to see you know results to mm-hmm. feel results just twice a week but there is something sort of Miraculous that happens when you start training four to five hours a week—not forty-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Four, two, that's my next. That's yeah, my next. Yeah, plan. you replace a yeah. job. Right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm not surprised it's miraculous. <laughs>
1: Any bit working around yeah, your training, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: um, <laughs> you look great quite quickly, and then peter out. <laughs> so Dig it
3: out at home. Hey.
0: Um That is when you feel compelled to train, and I think when I moved up to around five hours a week I was like why had no one told yeah. me that <laughs> the way that you can you know I always envied my friends who were you know seemed addicted to exercise uh. and that was simply why because they they put something into most days of their of their week mm-hmm. um and that was the, I think the next stage in my understanding and I think so I have a a there's a standard program um with the ladies but what I want to move to is all right this is number one and then there's a, there's a phase two, mm-hmm. there's a number two where we really, and that's where some of the biohacking elements I think what I'd be interested in exploring, where we really try to optimize, where we really increase the, it's like okay, so let's take the training up to five mm-hmm. hours and let's see how different your life becomes. It's just sort of, all right, right. Let's how can we tweak what we've, what yeah. we've built, um, and it's also knowing that they're committed, because there's a great deal of commitment, um, and it's taking them on that journey mm-hmm. um, to the next level, which I find thrilling. Which is kind of creating, you know, I don't want to say like a super being, but it is really like, how can you get the best out? 100%. We're in this body for, you know, let's hope 80 plus years. Yeah. How can we be comfortable and healthy for those 80 years, uh-huh. rather than, you know, for the last 20 of them, be in incredible pain, uh-huh. unable to walk up four flights of, five flights of stairs. Yeah. You know, how can you actually work to longevity um, we're we'll be working obviously forever aren't we um, <laughs> yeah, so how possibly. can we ensure that we're healthy when doing that so that's another kind of thing that particularly fascinates me but um
1: huge part of that I think is mindset we expect to f- get old and so we start to give ourselves a narrative that we are getting old absolutely and yeah. if you get to 60 you go oh I'm 60
0: I'm old I'm
1: old and yeah. every day I'm old I'm old and old and I joke about it hitting 40 but I feel old. I still feel like I'm 18. If I'm honest, I just don't want to go out as much. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm bo- you behave I'm a, like it. As I'm, well. just a, I'm just a really We're boring 18. Yeah, I'm a really on. boring 18 year old. <laughs> That's all. <what> I- <laughs> but you can break that psychological expectation by changing your your outlook early on, by bo- doing more exercise, mm-hmm. by changing your your diet, and starting to feel better now. I think that if you realise that actually in a space of three months you can feel better mm-hmm. than you did three months ago yeah. then you don't have to expect to progressively feel worse as you get older in fact you can reverse it and start to feel better the following yeah. three months
0: yeah no it's it's, it's um because i think we mentioned on the phone call to each other that mm-hmm. it, there was something quite as because i turned 40 in um april i'm six months ahead of you um no and actually i'm not i'm actually i've never been 39 i've always been i'm 40 next year um so i've already (laughs) (laughs) no one no one's ever 39 are they i'm 40 next year and i've started to be you know those those ladies who those those older ladies in the older generation who go who go off and travel the world once they're you know they've become you know once they've lost their husband and then they have this and and they A, always go guess how old moment. i am <laughs> guess how old i am and i've become that lady you know um, guess how old i am and people are probably going 40 nearly 40. Um, <laughs> um there is something that never put anyone in that position no, by the way. No, no. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> you can't win
0: i did i did get introduced one, well, I've always been conscious of looking young so I got introduced once to, by my CEO um, to Boeing we had a meeting with Boeing and he went this is uh, one of my business partners, she's not 12 so, <laughs> yeah. so, so um, I was introduced to you know Good introduction. My, oh great
2: It's so, uh, um, not en- a work
1: experience yes
2: exactly <laughs> I can empathise with that, someone recently wrote on my leaving card uh, can't believe you've got a new job only 16 and this is your third job in the ad game <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do become conscious of it, and I think you want to be particularly taken seriously, don't you? And you don't want age to be an issue. So I think I'm embracing being 40. I think it's quite liberating. 100. Um, percent I sort of am finding this new found sort of self confidence that comes with being middle aged. <laughs> <laughs> well, statistically,
1: um, people are the most the most successful years for most people are actually between yeah. 40 and 60 anyway. Yeah, because you kind of grown up and got a lot of the silliness out of the way is probably a good start yeah and you started to work out which ways up just about yeah yeah just about. <laughs> and what exactly. you care about yeah, exactly. that's more that's the most important And how to focus thing. on yeah.
2: that and not all the other yeah. stuff that gets in the way yeah all the politics exactly so you talked a bit about kind of your schedule obviously being an entrepreneur and setting up your own business has uh, Sometimes gets a bit of a bad uh, rap for mm-hmm. you know working incredibly long hours and you know y- yep. you are inherently invested in that business in a way you know in, in a stronger way than you might be when you work for someone else. Mm-hmm. So how have you found that transition, um, and and balancing that with you know maintaining your own health and well being and exercise, and looking after oh. William and the yeah. family yes, and yeah. yeah.
0: Um, from the very beginning, I have to live and be very open and honest with myself, with my clients. I can only be as good to them um, as I feel. So, you know, if I'm high energy, they benefit from that. Um, so I've been very, I've put in meetings with myself. Cause yeah, there are occasions where I've been like, I've got stuff to do. I cannot go to the gym. I cannot take this class. I cannot do this thing. And I'm like, no, turn up. So no. one of the first things that I sort of made myself do was just turn up and just see that as a meeting. I sort of see it as a little bit of what kind of I am working as well. So I will kind of speak to the personal trainers there uh-huh. or, you know, you're, you're sort of, you're, you're, you've got an eye. You know, you're... Um, or a, a class I went to a class the other day with a great Pilates instructor, so I'm like, uh uh-huh, I've got, <laughs> so, you know, vetting. Oh, I've got something that might be of interest to you. So, the, the, you know, I do sort of uh, combine it a little bit. I think you're always on. I do stick to a system. Mm-hmm. I do, you know, I get up and I never thought this, and this actually was never possible um, when I used to drink. Uh, it, not that I was a heavy drinker all the time, binge drinker. Mm-hmm. The British drink wife. breakfast, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, at the weekends. Um, but what I did find is I couldn't get up early. I did struggle to get up yeah. early. You know, all right, I'd get up at you know seven, but I could never get up at quarter to six. Mm-hmm. And
2: now I get up at six, not quarter to six. <laughs> it's just it's not extra 15 minutes, crazy <laughs> yeah exactly I'm not mental um so every minute counts
0: yeah so I do so you know for example I do sort of start from six I start my day from six um so the first um hour of the day is is just making sure I'm writing or I'm doing something for Instagram and I have you know I have responsibilities so I do you know I do make sure William gets to school on time he got full attendance last uh, term, <laughs> Very I might good. add, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you get a certificate for that? He got a badge. Did he? Yeah. It's uh, not even his fault. It's the badge
3: for him. <laughs> <laughs> for, for him or for you. <laughs> Where's my badge? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am you're not wearing it, now. I'll be having that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. thank
2: you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: yeah.
3: Had I nothing to do with you. Yeah. I don't
0: think I ever got one at school for myself. Yeah. You know, I don't your, think I ever fully parents attended. parents did, though. Yeah. yeah. I certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh Yeah. And wow. it's, and you know, I have, and, and at the moment, you know, I'm not, it's, you know, I sort of, I'm quite front loaded, I make sure that I, because having your own business, you can kind of design the business as you want, to a certain extent, obviously I do have clients, so I have to work around them, but you know, it's making sure that you're doing calls, Monday, Tuesday, you're on site with a client on this particular day, batch it, um, it's just, it's the beauty of, of, mm-hmm. of, of, of having a business, in that I can, if I start as I mean to go on, it's design it a certain way, um, that works for me because ultimately what works for me is gonna, is, is gonna be the best for my clients, but also for my, you know, for my family. Um, and I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't believe in sending emails early on in the morning. I don't believe in s- sending emails late at night. So I do sort of tend to be quite disciplined with, you know, let's just make sure these are my working hours and let's stick to them. I mean, yeah, there's always gonna be exceptions, but generally speaking, I can do that right now. might well be a point where I have to it all gets too much Um, and at which point that's the point where I'm pulling in more you know people to replace me Mm -hmm. this at at the beginning I'm not even a year into the business so I'm not at that position yet but I think it's just it's knowing when to when to scale when's the right time to scale
1: well the beauty now is the ability to outsource to things like virtual assistants and pay by the hour that you don't necessarily have to hire Full-time so, employees, which yeah. was always historically, I think, one of the biggest barriers to yeah. individuals being able to scale a business mm-hmm. because you just couldn't afford to buy the software that you needed to use or employ the people that you needed. Now you can, as a, as, as you need the support, you can get it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Um, I mean, what is available is absolutely phenomenal now. Um, you just have so much, you know, like you say, so much available to you. I set up my whole... Sort of website myself, but then pulled in some support from uh, Five Squid, which is mm-hmm. the uh, British Fiverr. Um, <laughs> so it's a very British name, isn't yeah, it? Five yeah, Five Squid. Five um, Squid. <laughs> and, and Genius. You know, it's fantastic. Totally yeah. understood what I wanted to create. I had the content, he just sort of did the final design, the stuff that I didn't really know what I was doing on. and. I mean, you know, it cost me 150 quid, you know. It's I bloody just, should have done that, shouldn't I? I can recommend it. <laughs> yeah, you need I, any I, tweets, I you, um, to free up some of my time, I think. Yeah, but it's, it's But learning. it is true, right? Yeah, it's it's so learning. good to be
1: able to get that. You just couldn't have done that before. I mean, no. you'd, have, you'd have spent thousands of mm. getting someone ripping you off on building a website.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I have done that before. I've done, you know, I've done that before with sort of a, an ego build. And, it, you know, I wanted to... 2012. I I sort of tried to launch a, and I think this is the. I also, I've I've known that I failed. I had my day job, um, but wanted also just to explore what else I could do Mm -hmm. um, previously. So I. Uh, studied design um, at university. So I always felt that there was a need for a LinkedIn for designers, for artists to, you know, a visual LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something I sort of experimented with around 2012 and I learned a ton, of, I learned a ton from that of just fantastically failing in it. Um, pay, spending a load of money on a website on a company that never actually gave me a website. Oh, really? They just gave me smoke and mirrors. Yeah, and it wasn't actually a workable website. And they just, you know, the company that they, they went under, and what can I do, you know? But it was, there's all these lessons oh. along the way. Yeah, you're
1: going to learn, you're um, going to, you can learn something from everything.
0: You certainly do. And at the time, you know, you're, you're licking my wounds. But now I'm like, I'm pleased I've done that. And yeah. pleased I've known what it feels like to fail because then you just have to get back up again and do something else. So, yeah.
3: Well, <laughs> we could go on all
1: night we I could
0: think. yeah I think, we could.
3: I think it's been really interesting, really been informative. Really interesting. And, um, I mean, i'm really pleased you We'd... came on
0: oh my goodness thank you so much oh,
1: it's been amazing thank it you was, for coming um, it was a really yeah.
0: really fun experience <laughs>
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Pocket Mastermind Podcast. If you did, you can head over to pocketmastermind.com where you can find more episodes in this series. And if you'd like to find out more about Julian and Strong Ambition Method, you can at strongambitionmethod.com.